Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. Of course, I'm Adela Marcy, and today we have another special guest with us today. Uh, but before we get into that, we're sponsored by purelyhosting.com forward slash Adil. If you head on over there, they'll build you a free website on WordPress, whether that's uh, creating a lifestyle business, an actual full-on website and business, or having a blog just to share your thoughts on the whole wide world. It's all there, ready for you guys to go at an affordable, affordable price with really good um support systems totally messed up my words there anyway so we're also sponsored by no excuses no limits.co.uk so that's the .co.uk not the .com um no excuses no limits.co.uk and we've got the actual author of the book no excuses no limits paul wakefield with us today uh i met paul god knows how long ago but randomly i've known him for somewhat for some time he's a complete crazy person just like we are so we'll get on nice and well paul are you there Yes, mate. Yeah, thanks, Adil. Yeah, cool. I'm here. That's good to have you, man. It's really, really nice to have you on board today. Um, I don't know what the weather's like up your way, but seriously, it's really nice and warm down here today. It's yeah. It's it's what it started off very wet, um, but I, I've had a very early start today. So I was up at seven today because I was uh, I was booked to talk uh, this morning at an event. So uh, yeah, so I was up early doors this morning, which um, seven o'clock just doesn't happen in in, in Wakefield's world. Um, so I got up and it was a little bit wet. It was still very dark, and I was like, "Oh my god, this takes me back to the days when I had a job." And I'm not quite sure I like this, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's turned out alright, mate. It's it's not too bad. It's uh, there's still blue sky out there, and it's dry, so that's the main thing. So can't complain. Yeah, I mean we've been having a little bit of a random flood here and there. Um... It's crazy. I'm actually quite glad I'm moving quite soon because the weather down here has gone from like, oh yeah, it's going to be totally fine. 12 o'clock, it's totally raining. Yeah, 2 o'clock, yeah. it's back to normal. <laughs> Gotta got like love the fact that when you live right down south of England, that's yeah. that's kind of what you're expecting. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Cool. So for the people who don't know who you are, uh, I'm guessing the probably the best summary, that, the best person to give us a summary is you because... Let's be honest, I'll butcher it, butcher it, make some stuff up along the way and make everyone not talk to you because that's what I like to do to you every so often. Thanks, mate. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so who, who am I? Um, yeah, it's a good question, really. Um, well, yeah, as you've already said, yeah, my name is Paul Wakefield, uh, the founder and author of uh, No Excuses, No Limits, which um, is my book that um, I published ooh, May of this year. Um, very fortunate to have signed a publishing contract with a, a fantastic publishing company here in the UK uh, called Filament Publishing. Um, so yeah, who am I? Well, I, uh, I started out in business uh, initially in uh, 2007. My background is, is sales and marketing and like most people who have gone into business come from the very corporate and very traditional kind of background. Um, and in 2007, I set up my first consultancy business, and I was specialising in consulting with the motor trades um, because that, again, is my background. You know, I, I worked eight years in the motor trade as a car salesman and as a sales manager and, and everything else. Um, so yeah, when I set up me uh, the, the business, I'd done recruitment consultancy and, and all of that sort of thing. So I set up 2007. Um, and it was, yeah, it was okay. I'd done pretty well. I worked with some incredible companies. Um, I've worked with uh, DFS, Biffa, CETA, Northumberland County Council, some big, big, big companies when I first started. And then 
they were great. And then like I say, I really kind of put myself in a niche and really started working with the motor trade because I could speak the language and, and it was great. Okay, um, so, so the, just to like stop you there for a second, mm. were you the guy who was behind the whole DFS sale that never ends? I bet like that's the only thing. If there's a nuclear fallout tomorrow, the only two things that survive is cockroaches and the DFS sale. I swear to God, that's the only two things that will survive. For, for my international friends, um, if you YouTube DFS sale, um, I swear to God, you'll see this. It's a sale that happens at this discount furniture store. That's what DFS stands for. Yeah. Um, and they do this crazy ass sales pitch every single week, which is like, until Sunday, you can get 50% off our sofas or whatever it is, and it'll change percentage week to week. But the sale never ends. Like, ever. You never get a full price there. It's, like, the best and worst thing at the same time. <laughs> That's, like, the craziest out of it. Because I remember when I was a kid, and it was, like, when we first moved back to my own place, um, I was looking at it. I was, like, oh, yeah, DFS sale. That's going to be fine. It's, like, until January 31st, 2012 or 2013. I was, like, oh, I've got, like, six months to go do this. Go and do it, yeah. yeah. And then you go do it. And then the week after, literally the week of that promotion, the next day, a new ad would run. It's like finishing like June 20th at this time, 70% off. And you're like, oh, really? Okay. It was like 20%. And they change the percentages on such a regular basis. Uh, it, it's never going to end. So I'm it, isn't, it isn't. Well, I would like to say I was behind that on the good side of things, but um, I, I probably wasn't because no, I only started working with them in 2007 and that was <laughs> They've been doing that for years, but uh, if, if I can take that as a bit of claim of fame, then yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, no, it was really, I, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Some great clients. Um, but then, like I say, it's, um, I really kind of looked at, you know, well, what, what do I know? What do I do? And like I say, you know, spending eight years in the motor trade, um, I really then started targeting the motor trade and, you know, I could speak that lingo and, and had great banter. Um, but then 14 months down the road, um, obviously this, uh, the good old recession hit us. And uh, I had uh, had an office, had a couple of staff, uh, had an administrator, um, and, a, and another sort of trainee consultant slash salesperson. Um, and yeah, it was cool. But then, like I say, suddenly the recession hit, and working in a very old-fashioned, traditional way, um, it really kind of slapped me in the face, to be honest. Um, and to cut a long story short, on that, I ended up closing that business uh, March two thousand and eight, uh, closing the office. Um, letting the staff go, um, and it was the, the weirdest and, and most, I suppose, a really depressing time, but it was awful. I felt guilty because they were out of work, etc. Um, but that also led to, I was engaged at the time. Um, for people who are listening, obviously, I'm, I'm originally from just outside of London, but I now live in Newcastle, which is the, the northeast of, of the UK. Uh, so I live up north, um, and I've lived up here for nearly 10 years now, and I moved up here because I met a lass. So we was engaged, the wedding was booked, had a beautiful house, etc. Um, and this come in between everything. Um, and uh, unfortunately, her and I ended up splitting up, um, left her with a house, I walked away. And for the first time in my life, uh, I found myself, I was on the dole, um, out of work, found myself in this really, really, well, I shouldn't say shabby, because uh, the landlord I know is a friend now, but a really shabby uh, little studio flat. Um, to the point where it was so small, I had a sofa, which was my bed, and I'm not saying a sofa bed, it was just a sofa, there was no other room to put a, a, an actual bed in there, so pretty much while I was in there, for the 18 months of living in there, I slept on this, this sofa, proper leather sofa, and obviously it was freezing, 
so I was in there for about six months and, you know, obviously, yeah, pretty down, on the dull. Life was pretty crap, to be honest. Um, and one day I got talking to a lad who was living up above me and we got talking and, you know, sort of shared my story of what had happened. And he was like, look, mate, you know, he said, you, you seriously just sort yourself out. You've, you've got something really good here. You're a great guy. Don't let it get the better of you. He said, just get back online and, and you know, start searching for a job. Um, the two problems were, one, I didn't want a blinking job. Absolutely no way was I going to get a job. I was determined that, you know, I was driven to have my own business and to be successful. But the biggest problem was I didn't have the internet. You know, so I was suddenly, you know, on the dial at, what, 62 quid a week, something like that. So I said to this guy, I was like, look, mate, I really appreciate that. And it's great. Thank you for having a shoulder to cry on sort of thing. But I don't have the internet. don't have the money to get it. And he was like, look, dude, man, he said, I live upstairs. He went, just share my internet. He said, I give you the password and, and I'll share you my internet. You can share that. And I was like, wow, okay, thank you very much. Um, so I did. So sort of during these, uh, this period of being out of work and on a dull, I was searching the internet at various things. Um, I didn't really know, you know, kind of where I was at, what I was doing. I'd, you know, been a consultant. I was offering advice and things were going really well. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I need to, I need to do something different. But what? Um and very, very randomly, I come across um, a guy who was putting on a webinar, and this webinar was about starting an online business, but by doing joint ventures. And I was like, cool, that sounds awesome. I have no idea what a joint venture is, but it sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I registered for this webinar and uh, went on this webinar, and, and this guy was, was talking, um, you know, about uh, creating a product and, you know, creating, uh, finding people who have got a problem and offering a solution and doing joint ventures, working with other people and all of this. And, and it was a fantastic webinar. I, I learned loads. But I come off of this webinar and I was like, okay, that was amazing. But there's two problems here. One, I don't have a pro uh, product, um, you know, which obviously that's what he was talking about. Um, and two, I'm not 100% sure really where I want to go and what I want to do. So when I learned loads from that webinar, I was still kind of a little bit, what am I doing? Where am I going? Um, and all I started doing then, I had so much time on, on, me, uh, on my hands, I literally just started writing slash typing on, on a Word document about what had happened in the business. Where did I go wrong? What did I do? Um, the, two of the things were that you know, my marketing was, was pretty shocking. Um, the last paper advert that I'd done for the recruitment agency cost me £1,700 to put in a local paper up here. Completely bombed. Um, it was a beautiful looking advert, but it completely bombed. Um, and the second one was that being a salesman, um, you know, I kind of, all I was doing was selling. But all, that's all I've ever done. That's all I've been into since I was 19. That's all I've ever done is selling. So I kind of started writing the mistakes that I'd done, mistakes that I've made. And they were the two biggest things. So I was like, okay, so this is this is interesting. And then just by searching the internet and doing different things, I started finding bizarrely that that people. This is again, you know, back in two thousand eight. But people loved hearing stories, um, and sadly, a lot of people love hearing people fail. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So I failed pretty badly here. Uh, but I've got a great story, and, and I know where I've gone wrong. And then the penny dropped. And I thought, hang on, this, this webinar was about finding people 
who you could work with who have already got a potential list of customers who would be interested in your product and service. So I was like, okay, carried on writing this ebook. And before I knew it, you know, I had, I don't know, maybe a 90 or 100 odd page ebook of things that I'd written down. And um, I started going on the internet and searching for people who I could potentially work with. Um, and I suddenly created a list of like 50 business owners who I wanted to contact. And I didn't have money, so I couldn't do direct mail or anything like that. So I set up a, just a, a Gmail account, found the contacts for these people, emailed them, explained my situation, explained my story, picked them up, boosted their ego, made them feel really great, and just said, look, this is where I am. I've come across your business. love what you do. Um, it, it's clearly helping people. Um, and I just wondered if there's an opportunity for you and I to work with each other. What I would like to do is to sell my ebook to your people um, and offer you 50%. Um, but one condition anybody that buys, um, I get to keep their details. And I had, it was about 13 or 14 people come back to me and said, Yeah, cool. Happy to do this. Sounds really cool. Sounds really interesting. Um, but unfortunately, out of all of those, only one person could do it now. The others are like, you know, let's do it in a couple of months because I'm busy and everything else. Um, and I was like, no, <laughs> I need the money now. You know, I'm, I'm skinned. So this one guy was like, look, let's do it now. What's your situation? And at the time when I was speaking to him, I looked at the bank. And I said, look, mate, I said, I got £2.87 in my bank account. I said, to say I'm desperate is an understatement. I said, but I've put this ebook together and I'm confident that it could sell. I said, I've been on this webinar and it sounded great. And he was like, well, look, he said, I do webinars. Um, he said, I've got a pretty good list. He said, let's do a webinar together. He said, and you promote the product at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. So suddenly within a few weeks, I was now on a webinar learning this stuff. And now suddenly this guy was like, let's do a webinar together and you sell. Well, I knew I could sell. But I didn't really kind of think, well, who the hell is going to want to buy this book? So I sent him over the ebook. He looked at it. He was like, brilliant. Paul, this is great. I think we could do something here. We've got something here. He said, the only thing, he said, I need to email my list. And it's not going to happen straight away. So we need to do sort of, you know, maybe three or four weeks of some sort of email marketing campaign. And I was like, yeah, cool. You get on with it. You're the marketer. You, you do it. So we did. So he set up um, to do this webinar on the 26th of October, 2008. And we'd done this webinar and, and he introduced me and I got talking, just literally sharing my story on, on the mistakes that I'd made. Um, and at the end of it, I was like, look, guys, I've put together an ebook. It's called The Difference Between Success and Failure. It's 48 quid. If you're interested, I'd love you to buy it. You know, it'd be absolutely amazing. This is my situation. Um, and yes, I kind of played the sort of sympathy card, which I think probably helped. But from that one webinar, sold 128 products. Um, and we made just over £6,000. Perfect. It's like, yeah, and I was like, wow, this stuff works. So obviously we split the money 50-50. That was the arrangement. But now suddenly I had 128 people on my list as such. And, um, and it was amazing. So we'd done that, and it was great. Um, but then literally, so that was October uh, of 2008. Between then and February... I then just kind of went back to the old school stuff, and I was like, all right, I'm a salesman. I now have to, I've got a little bit of money. I can go and network. I can go to these networking events. I can go and bang doors and do everything that I know what you're supposed to do. And I was doing that. And then suddenly February uh, come, February 2009, and things really, really kind of went really crap. 
um, in 2009. Suddenly from going out networking and doing the usual kind of cold calling and stuff, um, sadly between uh, February 2009 and December 2009, uh, my family and I had seven family funerals. Um, I lost my four grandparents, uh, my mum's cousin and two very, very close family friends. Um, and that just completely wiped me out, completely knocked me, um, as I'm sure whoever's going to listen to this you know, can imagine. I, I didn't even have time to grieve. It was just one after the other. Um, and that really knocked me again. And so suddenly my confidence when I was, you know, found myself really battling with depression and, and social anxiety. I didn't want to speak to anybody. And I didn't go out. And I'm not exaggerating here. I literally did not go out for, for, for near enough two years. Um, some days I wouldn't even wash, I wouldn't shower, um, I was at a real down point and as I've said I, I live 300 miles away from my family by choice, you know nobody made me move, it's by choice so yeah I'd split up with the missus and, and I was on my own um, and it was very very lonely um, so it was yeah it was crap and I was, I was kind of like back to, back to basics again, back to the beginning I think I don't believe this um, but on the positive side of things, throughout those two years, which were really, really down and dismal, um, I had a little bit of money. I now had a, a, an internet connection, and I spent my time searching the internet, doing some research, seeing what was out there, learning about internet marketing. And yes, I come across all this blinking, get-rich-quick, copy-and-paste rubbish, and you know, I, I got involved with it and wasted loads of blinking money and time. Dude, you um, can swear. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, seriously, we swear on this thing the entire time. Okay. So, oh, yeah, so okay. he spent a fuckload of money on yeah. shit that doesn't work. Oh, by the yeah. way, just a few things for my American friends. Dole is uh, basically a job seeker's allowance or basically welfare, the equivalent of what you guys have over there. And... Yeah, quid is pounds, basically. Just yeah, just, just for my American friends. But yes, we yeah. sweat a lot so on this podcast, Paul. Um, thank you. So yeah, it was yeah, it's pretty yeah, it was rubbish. It, I felt really, really, really crap. Um, but then suddenly, like I say, this whole internet stuff, you know, was really appealing to me, and I was like, hang on a minute, this is this is pretty cool, you know. And, and I was learning about Facebook marketing then, at, um, back in two thousand and nine. Um, and then suddenly this site popped up, which uh, most people know about now, called Fiverr.com, um, where you can get work done for $5. And back in 2009, it wasn't as dominated as it, as it is now. And there was people on there that would get you proper Facebook likes, get you opt-ins, and all of this sort of thing. And unfortunately, you know, things have changed now. But back then, it was great. So suddenly, I was like, okay... I uh, found myself on another webinar where this dude was talking about Fiverr.com, and that was a really interesting webinar. So I went onto this site, went on to Fiverr.com, and I was like, yeah, man, this is this is pretty awesome. I can get stuff done here dirt, dirt cheap. Um, so the, the whole subject, how long people have been on business, fan pages back then on Facebook were completely different, uh, worked very, very well. You could do a lot of direct response marketing, you had the opt-ins and do various different things, and you could really sell quite hard at the time. And uh, so I started doing some Facebook stuff, and I was using Fiverr.com to get people to go over there and like and get on my list. Um, and before I knew it, I'd, I'd done one sort of campaign. Um, I put together what I called the five-figure funnel formula. And it was, again, it was a kind of a coaching program. And um, I, I suddenly sold um, a, a, an opportunity on there, coaching, whatever you want to call it, opportunity. And I just put it out there. It was a two grand coaching program and I put it out there and using a bit of Fiverr uh, traffic and that 
I made a sale of just over, just shy of, of £2,000, about $3,000 at the time. So I was like, wow, I was like, this is, this is fantastic. You know, I've just spent like 30 odd dollars or something like that. And I've just, just made like two grand. Um, so then I rolled it out again and tried something else. And within eight weeks, I made just shy of nine grand. So I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. So I then emailed a guy who'd done this webinar and I was like, look, you know, I was on your webinar a few weeks ago about Fiverr.com and uh, absolutely unbelievable. I said, here's my results. I showed him the screen grabs of what I've done. I said, but literally in the last couple of months, I said I made, um, you know, two grand or about $3,000 in, um, in eight days or whatever it was, seven days. Um, I said, then I wrote a bigger campaign and I made like, you know, yeah, eight grand in, in nine weeks or something. I said, this stuff's amazing. So this guy was like, I want to interview about this. He said, this sounds unreal. I want to know what you've done. So suddenly I was like, wow, hang on. This dude is like a multi-millionaire, very successful internet marketer. And now he wants to interview me. Um, so he interviewed me on Skype and it was a great, great interview. Um, and then he said to me, as I look, he said, I'm doing a, a seminar down in London um, about Facebook advertising, Facebook marketing, I'd love you to come. And I was like, oh my God, I've literally just spent like the last 18 months hardly going out of my door. Um, and now you want me to come at this? I said, well, how many people are going? He said, well, it's going to be about 400 people there. And I was like, oh my God. Whose event is was that, this? What? You are? Whose event was this? Because I think I know who it is. Mark Anastasi. I thought it was. Because I was yeah. actually supposed to be at that event if it was the one in January. I was supposed to be there. Oh, really? I think, yeah, it was, uh, so two, must have been either very late 2001 or 2010 down in London. Yeah. Um, so there was, um, God, obviously me, there was Zed Shah, I think Laura, yeah, Laura was there, your friend Laura, she was talking. Yep. Um, oh, God, who else was there? There were, the, yeah, the, the typical kind of crowd that we've all sort of got to know each other over the years. So there, we was all sort of there, Glenn Kirkham. Um, a lot of us so yeah it was great so I was like okay cool I'll get down there you know not a problem I sort this out and obviously kind of shitted myself once I said yes um, got down there and he was like right he said obviously I want you speaking on stage he said what what are you selling from from stage and I was like well what do you mean what am I selling he's like we well, got to sell something from stage and he said ideally like a two grand package and I was like what does I don't have a two grand package and he was like, well, what about your coaching thing? And I was like, well, yeah, I suppose I can do. Um, so I started talking to him about that. And unfortunately, I didn't go up on stage. Um, we had a bit of, not necessarily a falling out, but there was three of us who weren't particularly comfortable about selling what we had on stage, to be fair. There was me, Imran, and I think Zed, I think Zed got on stage. There was another guy who wasn't particularly comfortable selling. So we never actually got on stage, but... It gave me loads of um, exposure because Mark included me in the marketing and, and it was great. It was really, really good. Um, and uh, things went really well. Started going from strength to strength. Um, but then I suddenly found myself from being this, this consultant who was working with the motor trade and offering advice and suddenly being found now in this kind of online make money stuff. Um, and it was very weird. You know, it was, very, it was so far from what I'd done. Um, and it was really bizarre. And because obviously I had financial success relatively quickly, I then, because of Mark's marketing and stuff, I had a lot of people wanting to work with me, but were then saying, right, you're going to make me like, you know, three grand within the next eight days like you did. And I was like, right, okay. I was like, well, have you got any customers? No. Well, have you got a product? No. 
well, have you got anything? No, but you've done it. And I was like, well, yeah, I had 128 customers from the joint venture, so I had something. Um, you know, I said, if you haven't got anything, I said, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to make you $3,000 in the next eight days. I said, it's ridiculous. So it kind of, although it was good, sort of backfired because I suddenly got put in this make money quick kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this. Um, and in a way, it kind of, it killed, it ruined my brand. It really did kill my brand of being this, you know, kind of professional consultant. Um, so I was involved with that for a couple of years and, and really pulled myself out of it. Um, and then it was only really, I suppose, 2012, that's a couple of years ago, when I really kind of, I suppose, dismissed that. Um, I deleted a lot of people on Facebook, and I was just, I don't really want to be involved with this anymore. Um, didn't particularly like the way um, certain people were going and what, what was happening. So I then went back and was like, you know what, let's just go back to the consultancy. I really needed to, to get myself back on there. I was making great money, and, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I did. I went back to doing a consultancy, the sales and marketing consultancy. Um, got back in touch with some of the, the dealerships uh, who I knew. Um, and suddenly I'd got myself a couple of contracts. I was working with Audi, Jaguar and Renault. Um, and it was brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed it, doing the consultancy work. Um, but then I suddenly again sort of looked at the internet and I was like, you know what, let's try and do something different here because I used this whole internet kind of make money formula and sales funnel in regards to opt-in, I'm going to give you a free ebook and I'm going to upsell you and all of that. And I kind of used that business model. But the only thing with that is that unless you've got a lot of money to do some big marketing campaigns, um, you're kind of in the shit creek really because you know, if, if you're going to get an opt-in, which we all obviously try and get people on our list, on our email list, and then you're going to upsell them to a $47 or $67 product, um, you never really, you know, make any money on your front end. You know, the, 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 the main money that you make is on your back end product, which is either going to be a two or $3,000 consultancy program, package, workshop, whatever. Um, so, you know, you're constantly throwing a lot of money at the front end just to maybe either break even, if, if possible, but most of the time you're, you're losing money on the front end. Um, so obviously because at the time, you know, money wasn't, I didn't have a lot of money. Um, although I initially I built up a great database and a great list of about 40,000 people, I was like, you know what, times are hard, I've got to be realistic, let's do something different, let's completely turn this sales funnel around on its head. So instead of going upselling, I started downselling. So what I mean by it is when I was in the motor trade, um, I was always taught, you know, to qualify your prospects as much as you can, find out what their monthly budget is, their wants, their needs, and everything else, and you'll see you're selling the features and benefits. So if people, when people used to come into my car dealership, hold on a second, um, guys, I'm really sorry about that. We just had like a really random ambulance come down the street, hence why if it picks up on the audio, really terribly sorry. So really sensitive, right? Okay, no, so, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Oh, that's cool then. That's yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, from the motor trade, I suddenly sort of looked at what I was doing and I was like, well, you know what, if someone come in and wanted a car, I would qualify them on their monthly financial uh, situation, you know, so I'd be like, okay, how much can you afford a month? So if they would be like, well, 250 quid, in my mind, the first package I would offer them is 400 pound. So I'd, you know, they was in my, in my dealership, um, I'd qualified them, 
I'd taken them out on a uh, on a test drive. I'd built up the interest in a particular car. I took them out on the test drive. I'd really built this desire. Absolutely loved it. Gone back to the dealership, um, and I'd be like, right, you want that, don't you? Can you imagine yourself in the next few days pulling up at your house within this car? Imagine what your neighbors would say. Imagine what your friends are going to say. They're going to love it. Um, so you're building all up. You go, you want to go with that, don't you? And you would obviously try and close the sale. And then they would be like, well, to be fair, you know, it's 400 quid a month. I did tell you my budget was 250. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sorry you did. Yeah, I completely get you. Uh, well, look, what if I can get it down to 350 quid a month? You know, is that something that's going to get your business? Oh, well, possibly. I said, well, let's just see if I can. So I'd get it down to 350 quid. Look, guys, I can do it. 350 quid. Have I got your business? It's still 100 pounds more than what I wanted. Okay, what have I got to do to get your business? I don't think I can get to 250 quid, but can we meet in the middle? Let's get to 300 quid or 315, something like that. So I was downselling, and I could do that very, very comfortably. So suddenly with my own business, that's what I started to do. Um, so I would completely over-deliver on my front end. So I would offer like a CD or DVD package, two-disc, three-disc, 45-minute uh, consultancy strategy, um, call. Um, so I'd completely over deliver. Um, and then once I'd completely over delivered, I would then go in and go, right, I'd love to work with you. I can offer you some great consultancy advice. It's two and a half grand a month, four and a half grand a month, whatever I wanted to go in at. And I was like, ah, oh, right, okay. Well, again, it's a little bit more than I wanted. But again, I could downsell. So I could go from four and a half grand a month to two and a half grand a month, a thousand pound a month. And I start my sales funnel that way. Now, the good thing with this um, was the fact that I didn't have to do a shed load of marketing to get thousands of people into my sales funnel. I only needed you know, two or three people a month because my consultancy is two and a half grand a month. I only need two or three people to work with and I'm earning a fantastic living. But if they didn't want to take my consultancy at two and a half grand a month, I then turned around and said, well, I can do some coaching. You know, maybe I don't want to come into your business. And, you know, maybe my consultancy isn't for you. But if you've got a team of people, or you know, a couple of people, maybe I could do some coaching. You know, maybe I could get them together, and I can show them how I was a top salesperson for Renault and what I was doing. Um, and that's only X amount of money. And they were like, Oh, yeah, well, that sounds good. So I built my sales funnel um, around that, um, and it worked really, really well. And two years later, it still works really, really well. Um, so yes, I thoroughly enjoyed the consultancy. Um, I love going in there. I love doing the consultancy and working with the big corporate companies. Um, and the good thing with this is how it's kind of gone with the business. It literally kind of created my whole sales funnel as such on its own. Because yes, my business was consultancy. But then I soon found myself being in a position where I didn't necessarily have consistent consultancy work every single month, month after month for 12 months. I was probably retaining these customers for maybe six, seven, maximum of eight months. Um, and then after that, that was it. So I was like, okay, now what? You know, I'm pretty dead here. I've got no nothing to do, no business or anything like that. So again, these guys are like, well, do you fancy doing some internal workshops, some training? You know, you do your coaching on a couple of people, but do you fancy doing this? So I then started getting hired to do training, and I was going in, and I was working with the marketing team, I was working with the sales team, and I was doing some mini workshops. Um, and then suddenly I was like, well, you know what, there's a, there's a need for this. People want workshops, they want training. So I then started doing workshops. So then suddenly my whole business, I'd gone from this being a consultant to then doing coaching, 
doing some like you know real motivational stuff and inspirational stuff with with the staff to then doing internal workshops and then promoting other workshops and getting people on board um, and literally saying to these guys look this is my business model this is what I've done um, it doesn't matter what business you're in you should be doing this um, and thanks to this then you know I started creating more products um, DVD products audio products and, and all of that sort of thing so then I could offer my products for my coaching um, which gave me something else to sell um, as well as a consultancy so literally it's been very 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 weird how it's all uh, how it's all happened I mean from this you know a couple of years ago there is an organization that was set up um, called Startup Britain it's backed by the government and it's been set up by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs um, and I was awarded back in 2012 as the Startup Britain uh, business champion um, for the region where I live and I, I'm now an ambassador for Startup Britain which is pretty cool um, I got recognized and was awarded as a, a Sage UK business expert um, and a Sage UK business expert is somebody who's got a, a very influential following um, online um, who inspires and supports and helps uh, other businesses so I was awarded that which was great um, I then suddenly very randomly again in the same year 2012 had a tweet um, you know congratulations Paul um, you know we've looked at everything and, and we've listed you you've come on our top 100 um, list of um, top 100 marketers um, on Twitter and I looked on that list at the time because I was like what you know what's going on and there was people on that list there was Gary Vernacek there was Mary Smith and a lot of these big people who were like you know top one two three four people um, and I was being listed, I was like number one, uh, number one, I wish, I was 91. Um, so I was suddenly listed as a top 100 marketer to follow on Twitter and I was like, oh my God, this is just mental. So 2012 w was a fantastic year for me and I suddenly started getting, I say, yeah, I really, really recognized, building my brand again, I'd pulled myself away from this whole, you know, make money kind of niche thing and I was starting to be looked at as a serious business consultant. Um, and it's obviously gone from strength to strength. I've now set up, like I say, a, a very good, um, it's like a, just a free page sales funnel. For me, I, I'm kind of, you know, I, I try and keep things very, very simple. Uh, yes, I'm doing websites and all this, but I like to keep things simple. I like to keep things straightforward. So I've built a very successful online sales strategy, which allows me to qualify people from my opt-in. Um, by using things like SurveyMonkey to do questions, qualifying questions. I then use things like VCTA. And it's a very, very simple strategy. Like I say three pages and two emails. That's it. Um, so now I found myself, I don't do any networking. You know, I haven't gone out saying I was at a networking event this morning as, as a guest speaker, but I don't go out networking. I'm not doing cold calling. I don't spend my time on the phone. I certainly don't go out knocking doors. Um, I do Facebook ads. Um, I do do a lot of direct mail. I find a lot of my consultancy work comes for a strategy that I use through Yellow Pages, um, but it's been absolutely fantastic. So you know, my my business is set up online. The sales process is set up online. I've got a very very good um, sales funnel now, which works very well for my consultancy. And I've now started doing a lot more coaching. Uh, for micro businesses, for startup businesses, for home-based business owners, um, at a very, very affordable price, and I'm now uh, working and coaching with these people to do exactly the same thing. 
um, on how they can become a very highly paid consultant, coach, trainer. And I know there's a lot of that around these days, um, but simply by turning this sales funnel upside down, I've gone from starting this business on £2.87 with no customers, no website, no social media, um, no networking. I didn't even have my own internet connection you know, back in 2008. And then last year, I had my best ever financial year uh, where I made just over £110,000. Um, so suddenly, you know, it's a six figure. It was absolutely amazing. Um, so, you know, I say to people, I didn't have overnight success. Yes, I had some tiny little bits of success, financial success. Um, but it's taken me, you know, six, seven years to really kind of grasp this and kind of, you know, get what I wanted out of it. Um, and I say to everybody, you know, look, business isn't easy. Um, but my God, is it worth it? Um, I'm extremely grateful for everything. You know, a couple of years ago, well, four or five years ago, my parents retired. They've come from very traditional businesses. My dad was a factory worker and my mum worked part-time as a cashier in a bank. Um, so, you know, that neither of them, I think my mum earned like 12 grand a year and I think my dad probably earned 16 or 17 grand a year, something like that maximum. So, you know, I come from, I, I certainly wasn't born with a silver spoon in, in my mouth and I certainly haven't come from a family that have got, you know, shed loads of money. But I've been brought up in a family that has said to me, if you want results, you've got to work for it. You've got to graft. Nothing comes to you easily. Um, and you've got to graft, you know, and it's so, so worth it. Um, and a couple of years ago, like I say, my, my parents were like, you know, Paul, we're retired. We're going to go out to India, you know, probably for a month and, and enjoy ourselves. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to come with you. And they were like, well, what do you mean? I'm, like, I'm going to come with you. And they're like, yeah, but we're going there for a month. I'm like, that's cool. I said, well, let's go out there for 10 weeks. And they were like, what? I said, well, you've got nothing to come back for. You're retired. And they were like, yeah, but what about your business? And I was like, I'll take my laptop with me. You know, what difference does it make? I've got my membership sites, I've got my sales funnel, I've got my sales processing, I can do my consultancy online, I can do my coaching online, it doesn't matter, let's go. And they were like, wow, okay. So in 2012, I was very fortunate, I went out to India uh, for yeah, pretty much three months, travelled India, uh, I was in Goa and I travelled up for, to Mumbai, to Delhi, uh, went to the Ganges, I got blessed on the Ganges and worked my way up to, to the Himalayas. Um, and I spent good quality family time, three months with my parents, enjoying their retirement with them. Um, and it's all thanks to this. You know, it doesn't matter what business you do, whether you're service driven or not. You know, one of my clients does web design, web development, and that she's very service driven. But I'm setting her business up now in a way that she's doing coaching, she's doing consultancy. We're setting it up with this monthly residual income so she can go and do that. Um, That's not Amy, so I, is it? Yeah, Amy. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. All um, right. So before we jump in again to back into this, because there was a few things I did want to talk to you about. Because like seriously, that was like so enticing. I forgot to ask you something at some point. But while you're traveling around and stuff, I mean that's the best thing. You learn the most when you travel. So, yeah. in regards to exactly how you build out your memberships, like you build out like this consultancy funnel, how do you turn yeah. that into a membership? Because that's something that I had a, like a question for you. Really, that just came out of nowhere. Okay. Because you've got because i remember with the upside down funnel by the way guys if you're listening to this i know paul kind of glossed over this slightly but i'm my job is to like rip it out of him and get him to tell you because that's exactly <laughs> what i do best um basically i paul has this crazy funnel it's the way i can say it, it is an upside down funnel it starts off with um getting leads and then selling them a highest price like you're consulting 
and then yeah. trickling down all the way into learning your membership site. But you've got to explain it for me. So we'll go with a format that's 200 leads. So it's 200 okay. people on a list. Now, let's see what you've got. Because I know you've explained it before, but I think you'll be the best one to uh, tell us. Okay. So, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty simple. Um, well, it is, it is now I've really kind of mastered it and got it down to a T. So for me, um, when I first, as I said, when I first started doing a very traditional um, kind of sales funnel, um, I built up a huge list of about 40,000 people, uh, which was great, but obviously cost an absolute fortune. So what I've done with this one, I suddenly thought, yeah, let's, let's turn it upside down. Let's do something slightly different. So for me, I kind of looked at it, looked at conversions and thought, okay, if we could base this on, um, yeah, 200 people for argument's sake, this could probably work, in my opinion, a lot easier because it's going to save me a lot of time and a lot of effort um, doing a lot of marketing. So what I'd done was, as I said, I completely turned it upside down. Um, I completely over-deliver, completely over-deliver on the first opportunity. So all I do is I look to get 200 people into the front end of my sales funnel. Now, because I completely over-deliver, um, normally, um, if you're doing a freebie, you might be looking at conversions of 0.75%, maybe 1%, if you're lucky, okay? Um, but what I found, what I'd done, 200 people into the front end, completely over-deliver with some DVDs, products, and everything else, maybe 30 months, uh, 30 days free into a membership site. And then, yeah, I was going straight for the juggernaut, and I was going in and going, right, excellent, here's what I can do, here's what I can deliver, hope you like it, I want to work with you, um, and my consultancy is £2,000. And they were like, oh, wow, okay. Now, because I completely over-delivered, I was actually getting conversions at 2%, which to me is pretty cool. It's not huge, but it's pretty cool. So when I'm saying 2%, that's 2% of 200. Um, so I had four people then that were like, yeah, dude, this is amazing. It's two grand. I want to work with you. And I was like, wow, really? <laughs> okay, that surprised me. Um, but then going downwards, I would go from two grand, and then I was doing like a high margin again, sort of DVD and, and sort of consultancy package at 497. Again, now on your email list, you're marketing to them, you're building up a relationship, and you're doing your usual stuff. So if people didn't want the two grand package, I could then go, look, here's a DVD set, here's an online coaching session, it's £497, here's what we can do for you. And I would offer that seven days after the initial opt-in, okay, because especially if people have bought, they're already in buy mode, but they're in there. And again, I was finding that my conversions were going up, um, absolutely extortionate, really, really good, and I was getting around about 20 25%, so literally 50 people we're like, yeah, dude, I want this. It's 497. This is amazing. I say DVD set um, of coaching, and I'd get them on the phone. Um, so then I made 50 sales of that, and I was like, this is again, this is you know mental. This is fantastic. But then keep emailing to them, building up the relationships, and again, the downsell then was a 197 pound product. Um, and then I then downsold to a 97 pound membership. And then I offered a low-end £47 monthly membership all the way down to a £27 uh, membership. So the conversions were a lot higher because I was completely over-delivering it every time. But I was getting them on the phone. I was going them through this sales process where I was qualifying them um, using things like, uh, as I said, SurveyMonkey. 
So all of the questions that I had wrote that I'd sent to them would get them in a position where everything that they answered was yes. Now, I wasn't speaking to these guys initially, okay? They would go through the sales process, they would answer these questions, and the email, the last email that they'd get, and every single platform on this, every single price level operates on two emails. The first email is very simply, thanks ever so much for trusting me with your details. If you haven't already completed the survey, please click here and complete the survey. It's going to take you three minutes, but it allows me to figure out if I'm the right person for you to work with. So they would complete the survey, and the survey comes straight back to me. The second email that sends out a couple of days later is very simply going, look, thanks ever so much. I've put a strategy together. I've got a great product, which I believe you will really benefit from. Please click here and arrange a time on when I can ring you. Okay, I'm going to go into a bit more detail in a moment. So they would then click on the link, which would take them through to what I use, BCTA. Free, uh, it's a free software, and they can then arrange up to three times for me to speak. So then when I got them on the phone, they've answered these survey questions, and every question gets them to say, yes, I want this. So some of the questions on the higher end is, if you work with Paul at the end of the 12 months, what would you like to achieve? So they would tell me. What's the biggest problem that you're having? So they would tell me and so forth. So once I've got them on the phone, I could then say to these guys, right, so in 12 months' time, you've said that you want to double your list. You've got a list of 50 people, and you want to double it. That's right, isn't it? And they're like, well, yeah, it is. Well, I know it is because they've already told me. I would then turn around and say, well, you said, you know, if you had a magic wand, that if you could wave that over your business, um, you would want to double your profits. That's correct, isn't it? That's what you want to happen, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, again, I knew it was because they've already blinking told me. So every question that they've answered on all of these levels gives me a yes. So I've gone through these half a dozen to ten questions on each level, and then at the end of it, I'm like, look, you can clearly see that I can help you here. This is what I'm offering you. It's £197 a month. It's £97 a month, whatever it is. When can we get started? Because I'm free. I can start tomorrow. I send you the invoice now, and you can sign up. Bosh, done. That's it. Simple as. So I'm not cold calling. I'm not networking. Um, I'm driving, like I say, Facebook uh, ads to the squeeze page. So for argument's sake, let me just say, like I say, the la last year, as I said, I come out with just over 110k profit. My marketing spend last year on Facebook advertising was $455. I think that works out around about 300, well, 400 pound, 375 pound here in the it's UK. 350. It's around 350 yeah. by the conversion rate. Some... That's like high. That's putting it on the high price. Is around 350. So there you go. So. 11 months of Facebook advertising, spent £350, and my return on investment was just over 110 k Not a bad return on investment. That's not bad, really, yeah. Um, and I tell you what I want to say here. The key thing here is, again, through split testing, by simple words, on the squeeze page that, that I use uh, for that, um, the opt-in button, you know, a lot of people are still going, download now, click here to get instant access, and all of that usual kind of bullshit, right? Um, <clears throat> the one thing that I found has made the difference, yes, to the survey and everything else, but my button says, click here so I can ring you ASAP. And that made a huge difference because suddenly... People are like, hang on, so if I click here, this dude's actually going to ring me? Normally when I click these buttons, people are going, get instant access, download here, but this dude actually wants to ring me. 
Um, so I would then do that. They would enter, enter their name and email address. I've got them on my list. They then go to a page, which is um, kind of a, a page put together, which kind of it, it gets over all the fear of the sale. So I literally go, look, hi, you know, thanks ever so much. I appreciate you opting in. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to put together um, a plan, sales and marketing plan, and a great strategy that's going to help you do X, Y, and Z. Okay. Um, here's why I'm going to do it. Here's how much my fees are. Um, here's the criteria that I need from you for you to work with me. Now, once I've put this plan together, if you're not happy with everything that I've done for you, you can keep the plan for free, not a problem. I'm also going to give you, completely for free, I'm going to send you my business makeover package, which is £3,000. It's my masterclass package. It's a three-day workshop and a big full-on folder for £3,000. I will give you that purely if you think I've wasted your time. Now, again, the good thing with this, what I'm doing here is qualifying these people. I'm telling them why I'm going to do this. I'm telling them how they're going to benefit from it and what they're going to get from it. But I'm telling them how much my fees are. So imagine this. They've already opted in onto my list. Brilliant. I've got them on my list. <clears throat> but then if they come to this page and the first thing they see is that my fees, you know, two and a half grand and they're like, I can't afford that. They're not going to go any further. Yeah. Okay. But I've already, I've already got them on my list. If they agree with my fees and go, brilliant, it's two and a half grand. Yeah, cool. Not a problem. I can afford that. And then they complete the criteria of going, okay, well, yeah, the criteria that I've put together is that they need a minimum of £300 a month for advertising. They need to have been in business for at least 18 months. They need to be able to spend at least two hours a week one-to-one -one with me. Um, they need between 50 and 500 people on their database. Um, I think that's five, five, I think five or six questions that I ask. Um, so if they go through all of that... Um, and they're happy with that. They're happy with everything that I've offered. They're happy the fact that, you know, once I speak to them, the plan and everything I do for them, if they don't want it, then not a problem. I'm going to give them stuff for free anyway. If they're happy with that, at the bottom, it then turns around and says, oh, click here to complete this three-minute survey. It's going to take between five minutes, five and six minutes. But this really is to find out if I can get you the results that you want and desire. And that's when they go onto the Survey Monkey. And like I say, they complete those survey questions, which I think I've got nine questions, something like that. The very last question is that, uh, or not question, but the last one I get them to do is give me their name again, their email again, their postal address, their phone number, their Skype ID, absolutely everything. So I've already got their name and email address on my list. But then they complete these questions on SurveyMonkey. And as I said, they get the first email. Thanks ever so much. If you haven't already completed the survey, click here, go complete it. Um, and then the second email, as I said, please click here and arrange a time when Paul can ring you. So everything that I do starts with their website. I look at their website. How can I improve it? What adjustments can I make? Can we put a video on there? Have they got an opt-in box? Can we change all of that? What can we do? How can we improve this? How can we improve their conversions? Maybe the sales copy needs doing. Whatever it may be. So because my first, my very first initial sales strategy and conversation with them is the same with everybody, I don't have to adjust it for anybody. I can do exactly the same thing with everybody. So I get them on the phone. I'm like, look, this is what I've looked at. These are the changes I think you would benefit from the most with your website. We can do X, Y, and Z. And this is how we can get started. So I offer them the advice. Um, and they're like, brilliant. I love that. I said, well, look, but to do this, 
it's going to cost you two grand, or I say two and a half grand a month. We can work together for the next four weeks, and we're going to put this in plan, and we're going to set it up. And I sign them up. Then when I work, then when I work with them on month one, here's the thing: when I work with them on month one, how I've turned this into a bit of a monthly residual income thing is, I know damn well that the adjustments that I make on their website i.e. an opt-in box, a video, whatever, I then turn around saying, right guys, we've made these adjustments, you've got an opt-in box, we're looking at your conversions, you know, we're going to try and get more opt-ins on your mailing list. Um, so really now what you need to be looking at is your email marketing. You know, do you use Aweber or you know, Infusionsoft or whatever it is? And they're like, oh, well, no, I don't. I'm like, okay, go and get yourself an Aweber account because we need to look at your, your email marketing. So then here comes the kind of the presumption and the pre-sale. And I say to them, right, set yourself up with an Aweber account. Next month, what we're going to do, we're going to spend three or four hours on Skype. We're going to talk. We're going to set your Aweber up. We're going to put a sales, seven sort of uh, emails together, and we're going to sell your email campaign. So, again, you can come back to me next month, and we carry on, and we go from there. So again, another two and a half grand, and they're like, oh, okay, brilliant. So can I put this in now? Yeah, let's put it in the diary, and we'll come back next month. So I've got them back on number two. Um, and then on number two, we set up the Aweber, we set up an email, but now I say to them, like, well, what do you want to offer? Are you selling a service or a product? Well, I'm, ser I'm selling this. I'm like, okay, so let's have a look at the product or the service. Well, you know what, next month, I think we really, we could change this, you know, we could change the wording, the sales copy. So next month what we'll do, we'll work on your offer and we'll look at this offer and then we can include some seven emails. And we, So literally every single month I've got it set out so I could have somebody work with me for 12 months. As I said earlier, I get people generally working with me so six, seven, eight months on a consultancy, um, which is fantastic. I said I only need two or three people every single month to be making you know five grand a month. Um, and it works very, very well. And I get them back every single month. But then if they finish with me after six months, three months, eight months, whatever it is, I'm like, look, guys, this has been brilliant. You know, it'd be a shame to let you go. Um, I know you don't know, you know, you don't really need a consultancy anymore. We've set the strategy up, we've set everything else up. Um, obviously, I've got some products at 497 quid if you want that. And not everybody wants products. Um, so I say to people, well, look, what we can do if you want, I've got a monthly membership site which is coaching. It's only £97 a month. Let's get you in there because the last thing I want you to do is now you've built up this momentum, the last thing I want you to do is lose the momentum of this. Okay, So sign up. It's 97 quid a month. This allows you to get, again, me personally. You can ring me. You can text me. We can work together and you've still got contact with me. Are you ready to sign up for £97 a month? Well, of course they are because I don't want to lose momentum. But if they don't sign up to £97 a month, I get them on a £47 a month or a 27 quid a month, and I downsell. And that is literally how the product works. And the lower, obviously, my funnel goes, I'm now rebranding. Obviously, I wrote my book um, in June, No Excuses, No Limits, so I've created a little bit more authority around me so they get the book, etc. Um, so now I'm creating a Gil Not Creator. I'm rebranding my DVDs and my CDs. So my coaching now, from the consultancy down to the coaching, is off of physical products. Um, of audio and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that that's literally how it works. But as I said, the one biggest thing that made the difference was by me putting the words on the button, click here and let me ring you ASAP. Because straight away, I think it, it gets over that fear of being salesy, but it also says that I'm a real person. You know, I just don't want your name and email address. I want to actually speak to you. So that worked massively. 
as I said with the survey monkey, when they complete those 10 questions, I get their name and email address. And as I said earlier, I do direct mail. So if I look at the conversions and I don't necessarily buy in from me via my email, I've got their name, I've got their home address or their office address, I send them some lumpy mail and I start doing some direct mail. Um, and I always try and find, if I'm going to do a lumpy mail or anything like that, I always try and find something that relates to their business, if possible. Um, if I can't, again, all I will do, uh, one of my audios, my CD audio, the No Excuses, uh, No Limits Mastermind audio um, DVD, CD, um, I will put that in, a, in a, an envelope for them. So I will always, one thing I always do with direct mail and, uh, and the lumpy mail, I will always try and find an envelope which is the same color as their branding. doesn't always work, but most, most of the time it does because most people either use red, blue, yellows, greens, or whatever. So straight away I'm being very personal, um, and I'm using a very colored envelope to grab their attention, but I always put some sort of DVD, CD in there. I've done it in the past where I've got memory sticks. I always put some sort of lumpy mail in there. So the envelope gets their attention, um, and obviously when they get out, there's a little gift, a CD, DVD, or whatever. Um, and that's literally my business. Um, and that's now what I'm coaching with people. So, you know, I, I'm coaching people how to become a very successful consultant, um, but also how to build this upside-down sales funnel and the sales process, because I want to make this very, very clear. There's a big difference between a sales process and a sales funnel. Yep. The amount of people I, I speak to, and I'm like, you know, have you got a... Have you got a sales funnel? Yeah, well, you know, this is the process. This is what I do. No, 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 no. A process is a process and a funnel is a funnel. You know, there's two big mistakes that I find people do when they go into business. First of all, they don't build a foundation. They don't build a solid foundation. And they're very quick to go and get customers. But a lot of businesses only concentrate on delivering one particular type of service. So if they're a web developer, they offer a website service or whatever. Or they go to the extreme where they offer too much and I've been guilty of that. I've tried doing far too much in my life. It's been absolutely ridiculous. Um, but let's concentrate on the one thing. You know, in my consultancy and the coaching, there's two problems that I'm trying to solve. The two questions, first of all, that I ask anybody who I want to work with is simply, what is the number one problem that you are trying to solve? And why should people buy from you? Now, everybody who I work with, when I give them those questions, they always go, well, they're easy. And then I guarantee a month, six weeks later, they're like, Paul, this has got me. I'm, I'm seriously trying to think about this. Now, if people aren't 100% clear on the number one problem that they're trying to solve, they're in the shit creek. Because you cannot do any marketing to anybody if you don't know and you're not 100% clear on what that number one problem is. So I'll give you two examples. On my consultancy, the problem that I'm solving for people there is to increase their sales and generate them bigger profits without them having to constantly be going out networking or cold calling. So I am very, very clear on my sales copy, on my squeeze page, what I'm offering. And I always ask it with a question. Would you like to know how you can get more sales, bigger profits, without constantly networking and cold calling? And at the end of it, I say yes. Well, if that's the case, read more because I can solve that problem. On the coaching side of things, what I say to people, very, very simple. <clears throat> Would you like to learn and discover how you too can start 
grow and succeed in business on a shoestring budget. They're the two problems I'm solving. How can I solve those problems? Well, very simply, as I've said, I've built a six-figure business now without constantly networking, without cold calling, so I can show them and I can demonstrate my sales strategy, my sales process, my sales funnel, which has achieved that. In regards to helping people start, grow, succeed in business on a shoestring budget, I can demonstrate and show that on how I started my business with £2.87 in the bank, no website, no customers, no social media, no networking, no nothing. I didn't even have my own um, internet connection. So the two problems that I'm trying to solve, I can demonstrate. As I said, the next question is, why should people buy from you? Now, normally when I ask that question, most people are like, well, I've got a great product, I've got a great, great service. You know what? I don't give a shit because every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there has got the best product and the best service. Why should people buy from you? It's your story. It's as simple as that. What is your story? What proof have you got? As I just said, I've got a story and I've got social proof that I started my business on a shoestring budget. I've got social proof that I've grown my business to a six-figure business without networking, without cold calling. So those two questions, if anyone wants to take anything away from this, this call today, be 100% clear on those two questions, and I'll repeat them. What is the number one problem that you are solving, and why should people buy from you? It's as simple as that. Get 100% clear on that, and I guarantee your marketing will completely change Yep. And that's been a big difference for me. It doesn't matter what we do in business. We are problem solvers. We are here to solve problems. And the simple solution to business is to find a hungry group of people with a problem and slap the solution in front of them. However you put that solution in front of them, whether that's through consultancy, coaching, whether it be through audio, through products, it doesn't matter. That is it. But unless you are 100% clear on those two questions, it isn't going to happen. Yep. I totally agree with you. Those are like some very, very powerful questions and things to think about. And it's completely, you've blown off my format. Do you know that? God damn. My formats usually get you talking and eventually get you to do what you just did, but simpler. Oh, sorry, but you just can't give it all away. <sighs> can't invite him anywhere, can we? I'm teasing. Thanks. <laughs> sorry. Trust me to ruin it. <laughs> nah, I'm just teasing, dude. I'm sure this is like, it's it's been fun. I mean, it's been a blast getting to understand your story more, but the way you've interlaced it entirely with your story and what people do next is extremely powerful, especially with the way that you've actually kind of gone ahead and described how you turn less than $500 to a six-figure business. I mean, yeah. that alone is impressive. So guys, go ahead and do what like Paul told you. Again, his book is No Excuses, No Limits. And if you go to noexcusesnolimits.co.uk, uh, you can check out some cool stuff there as well. Um, but something I did... also, sorry to interrupt you there. If they go to that site, if they go to noexcusesnolimits.co.uk, go on to my blog, and there's actually a free webinar recording um, about this sales funnel. Sweet. Yeah, so guys um, can go so, do that. Yeah, it's there. They, they can go and check it out. Um, if uh, Let me just try and find it very quickly. Um, that's pretty badass um for some reason my my uh, my blog's gone for some reason uh i know why but it'll be back on there i've just i was playing about with my site earlier but don't go on there automatically i'll put the blog back on there it's disappeared at the moment i know why but yeah on there on the on my blog um 
is yeah is that there's uh, the full recording it's about a two hour webinar that I done a couple of years ago um, talking through exactly that I go through how to create and build your, your financial freedom figure um, I talk about the traditional sales funnel and then going into the um, yeah the, the six figure sales funnel that I've created um, so I'll put that back up I've obviously just deleted the wrong thing well before we come on the call um, yeah <laughs> that's cool no, we, we've all yeah. done that like right now my site's going through its own change so guys by the time you see this uh, podcast hopefully yeah. everything's back to normal and you guys can actually view yeah. it but if not, it's on iTunes, so that's awesome. Anyway, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up real quick simply because I've noticed what time it is. I had Paul for a little bit longer than I thought we did, which is always a good thing. Um, but as always, Paul, thank you for actually being on the podcast. We'll chill out no sometime problem. in person when I meet you in London. Yeah, uh, definitely. Guys, if you're anywhere in the UK and you see Paul, just feel free to harass him, you know, just for the fun of it. It's, it's what we all do this to him. Anyway, yeah. take care, guys. You, you can find me very easily online if you just if you just Google Paul Wakefield, you'll find me Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. So by all means, get in contact, hook me up, whatever. So yeah, thanks, Adele. I really appreciate this, mate. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome, dude. It's uh, it's been a blast as always. But we'll uh, catch up real soon. Um, everyone, guys, see you on the next podcast that we do. My name's Adela Marcy, as always, and this has been your Adela Marcy and plug section. Check out purelyhosting.com slash Adela, and of course, no excuses, no limits.co.uk, um, and get your shit together. All right, guys, take care. Bye.